I listen to the Black Guy O-Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. You would never become a vo- void of all emotions that you used to feel. When you are normalized, you will only feel the emotions and energy that you want to feel. You will no longer pick up energy from other people or feel an immediate negative reaction to the energies that you are exposed to. Once upon a time, you might have lost your temper or become exhausted and drained because of negative energy. You may have avoided crowds, public places, certain people, dinner parties, family gatherings, and housewarming parties because you knew that you would leave feeling drained, overwhelmed, and exhausted, which could last for several days. During that time, you were perplexed as to where those feelings were coming from leading you to feel frustrated and irritated as a result now that you have become accustomed to life as an empath you no longer experience these negative feelings you can walk into a room full of unfamiliar or familiar people and feel energized and empowered you no longer absorb the emotions and energies from other people you are still capable of reading their emotions but they no longer have the power to hold you hostage you know how to ground yourself and deflect the feelings energies and emotions that are not beneficial to you hey welcome to the black Altus podcast your host rod and karen and we're live on on a monday that's right really yeah, i lose days track of those days a week well I, we didn't do an episode yesterday technically you know uh i put together an episode and put it out but uh anyway uh we're live on a monday thank you all for listening you can find us on itunes stitcher podomatic crowdcast search the blackout tips leave us five star reviews the official weapon of the show is the taser an unofficial sport bullet ball and bullet ball extreme um and of course uh we love when you guys leave us five star reviews so leave us five star reviews it's been a pleasure it's been a treat every saturday to wake up come in here do the podcast uh maybe not in that order okay uh but, <laughs> but to come do the podcast and and be welcome to people saying like yo i've been listening for x amount of time i'm leaving my review thank you so much for what you do five stars blah 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 it's really dope it makes us feel special uh, do it for all the podcasts you listen to man yes. they like people love this it's such a treat to be able to tell somebody like yo your shit is dope and to hear somebody think hey this is dope you know so thank you for those who take the time to do it today's excerpt is from empath a complete guide to developing your gift and finding your sense of self uh self um by judy dyer and uh that part was just talking about because the book kind of goes through these it's a short book but it goes through these like uh like this is what you may be experiencing these are some things your gift may be useful for here's some of the downfalls to being an empath and then uh near the end it talks about normalizing and maintaining your gift like how do you because if you don't if you're not aware of it as i was not really aware of what it was if you're not really in tune with it going through these things and you don't understand why right and you don't know why you're different from some people like you know you don't know like uh why it's harder for me to watch reality shows than most people i never really understood it I've, and we've talked about it before for years on the show where i've been like yeah i can't watch um uh like intervention you know i'm not saying every reality show but like i can't watch intervention yeah my heart breaks as well yeah, i just can't sound, yeah it, it gets to the point where i'm all in my feelings and i'm like <laughs> yeah it's not even a matter of like crying for me as much as it's like this is uh i feel like it's exploitative of the people and they're not necessarily in on it and it's not a good thing 
you know what i mean like they can't help whatever their addiction is and then we're basically using it for fun you know but it, it started spreading to other stuff where like i couldn't watch a reality show love and hip-hop where they start talking about miscarriaging as a plot point and not like not a thing that happened to someone that's just like kind of tragic but you faked a miscarriage and they argue about it domestic violence is a plot point you lied about your man beating you and it's like why why is this okay to put on tv and you know it just kind of took me out of the mood you know um uh as opposed to like fake scripted shit i'm just i'm you can do pretty much anything to somebody in a scripted program and it doesn't bother me because i know it was not real correct um but 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 stuff like that you know um why i used to get sick going to dinner with people that i didn't really get a good energy off of and i'd be like why the fuck am i getting sick i shouldn't be sick you know what i mean like physically ill i shouldn't be physically ill if you don't like a motherfucker you just don't like them but you know it was like and it wasn't even i was aware of their negative energy blah it was just i would just feel a certain way and boom i'm throwing up in the bathroom like what happened you know what i mean uh you know went to the doctor uh nothing's wrong with you well how's that possible i'm throwing up you know stop going to dinner with those people i haven't thrown up since um so stuff like that um and so they get to this point where they start talking about how you can like normalize saying no to people mm-hmm. uh normalize maintaining boundaries and uh accept the energy that is good and then take a step back from the energy that is bad you right. know for you for not you. that you know it may be good for someone else but for you to be able to say like I, i'm cherry picking this if this person is always in turmoil always in conflict it's okay for me to say i don't want this person around me and that doesn't mean i think they're a bad person or what they do is bad or they could be doing the shit for good reasons i don't know whatever the internal thing is uh when you when i'm around somebody that internally they haven't figured their shit out they don't even know why they're the way they are and i may feel like i do know why but understanding that's their own journey and i don't have to be a part of it maybe they'll get there maybe they won't right and that's also one of the things where um even for me i am i'm funny about who i hang around and i don't mean that in a weird way but i you know i hang around everybody don't get me wrong but i'm i'm very funny about people who i spend intimate time with you know what i'm saying like i actually spend time with you i actually enjoy your company for long periods of time i can deal with most people in in spurts you know because to me it's a muscle that i've turned on you know because that's kind of i've i've trained myself since i've been a little girl to be nice be nice be nice be nice be nice but for for me i am funny about who i spend my energy around because i know for me in particularly i um like everybody else i have insecurities and things like that so you know there's certain parts of me that i only show people that are really really close and intimate to me and what i've realized over the years is that some of me just being me uh i've been around people that have been very judgmental of that i've been around people that call me have called me stupid and dumb and like i'm not smart and intelligent just because of certain things i might do or say or how i just naturally act but it's just me being me so I don't know if this is a protection mechanism that I built, but I kind of feel people vibes out, you know, and it's some people that I actually click with immediately. Like, I'm like, oh, and it's funny, though, because now, I, like you say, it's one of those things where you become so in tune with it. Most of the time, 
within a few minutes of most people i can be like oh we're gonna be cool and i can be like oh we ain't gonna be cool and it's and it's not a confrontational we ain't gonna be cool but it's like i'm gonna keep you at your distance so that the relationship can remain mutual i used to feel that way and then fight against it like i thought that was prejudging somebody and it was the wrong way to treat people and stuff and i wouldn't be mean to the person but Mm -hmm. i would just be like you know all right this person's not my type of person and i you know and i would back away and then for a while i was like nah don't be like that you should you owe everybody a fair shot it's not you know who knows what can happen in life um and there's been a few times where people have turned into really good friends because i was able to be like to get past that uncomfortableness right Mm -hmm. but um there's other times where the uncomfortableness is less about being an introvert it's less about being an empath and it's more about like their vibe is off to me mm-hmm. and i have like i said i've been right you know what i mean mm-hmm. and and i and i and the only person i have to be upset about with it for those things is me because i was the one being like no nah, i'm gonna just roll with it it'll be okay and then it didn't turn out to be okay and i think that was a thing for me and another thing that definitely changed over the last few years after i started making these changes the way i feel about crowds and being in spaces with people and stuff has changed like it's it's not necessarily i'm still an introvert i'm not gonna run out to be in any big ass event but yeah like we did a live show i i wasn't nervous at all like not even a little bit you know i know you before we were went out there you're like i'm kind of nervous or whatever and i was like it's okay like i was like we're gonna be great it's gonna be fine um i'm always like that prior to doing something big where i'm presenting but like i said that for me that's a normal thing but once mm-hmm. i it's like once once it's go time i'm, I'm good yeah and, and and i mean first of all that's not a knock that's not there's nothing negative about that be it feeling nerves is feeling nerves it's, you know some of the best actors in the world some of the best sports athletes in the world like getting nervous before that's nothing but i'm just saying i didn't feel nervous like not even about being around a lot of people not even around about and as a big change from before where i would be nervous you know uh about like uh, it's good like i gotta travel i gotta be on a plane with these, these motherfuckers i gotta go meet all these people i gotta the event is it gonna go wrong is someone gonna fuck something up are we gonna what are we gonna do and now i'm just like we can handle anything you know i can handle anything the show will be fine um and i think that confidence is partially accepting that gift and accepting like how to maintain it and um and understanding how to cordon off people and be like no that's enough of you you know that's you know like it's not in a rude way but that's enough like that's enough of your energy for me because like and learning how to close the door and not accept it because i used to just feel like you know this happens with the show all the time people dm me all mm-hmm. kinds of shit mm-hmm. and sometimes it's just like sharing something sometimes yeah. a long ass story yeah. sometimes they don't mean no harm but yeah yeah and but the thing i learned was i don't have to reply to that shit i don't have no, to I don't. I don't have to acknowledge it or whatever because at the end of the day like if it's a situation that's making me uh, feel uncomfortable you know and i'm not talking about being rude because i've seen people be rude where, yes i have you know what the fuck you want from me you know i'm not i would never mm-hmm. do something like that but just to be like okay this person has sent me 12 articles in a row without even <laughs> we've never shared a word it's okay for me to just be like all right i saw the article and just move about my day i don't have to like back in the past i would have been like hey uh thanks for sending the article dude. how you doing bro? and it's like no nah, it's not this is not a friendship it's not a relationship this is you know this is uh transactional you know yes 
yes and, I, and that's how i had to process and also something for me uh, uh going back to what we talked about before when i kind of get those vibes from people a lot of times i've learned as i've gotten older is that because i had the personality i used to seek friendships so i used to go out and seek friendships but you can't force somebody to be your friend and only time will tell so a lot of times if i get though not you know not strange vibes but vibes i was like i don't know a lot of times i'll just let time tell and a lot of times when i let time tells because the thing is eventually you will see somebody not perfect and that's when you will see the real them because most of the time social media and everything else has kind of made people always be on and you always meet their representative all the time so there's never a time to where you see the real them but if you're my friend i want to see the real you as far as flawed and not being perfect because that to me that's a part of a friendship but i think because of the age that we live in everybody wants your representative they don't actually want most people don't want the real you because the real you means putting up with the other bullshit that comes along with you because nobody's perfect right i think you need to refresh real quick um but yeah i I, yeah i do think that representative part of it um is is part of it too and like the thing is what i think with an empath you don't ever like you don't really meet the person's representative as much as you just know that they faking it yeah you know what i mean where it's just like this is not how you really are this is how you are for some re like ulterior motive you know which you know i've, I've experienced and I've, I've always felt weird like when i say uh i watch how people interact with other people and not just myself right um that was kind of me trying to vocalize that when i'm like i know something's incongruent with your spirit like the way you approach me and you're nice and you're this and you're that because you think i'm somebody or something and then the way you treat the people around me or the way you treat my friends that you don't know and all this shit that's when i'm like oh this so this is bullshit you know what i mean and it's like i could feel it but then i would just always kind of like brush it off but now i'm just like no 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 no. you're the real you is that bullshit person like the person that that is treating people like shit that's you like the the person that's nice to me because you think something gonna happen good for you that's the bullshit part you know yeah and and it it takes time to to see that because i like people being who they really are and uh but but that's kind of my personality uh but i know some people that's their thing they are they are in love with people's representatives because the thing about a representative is that you don't have to get to know them you don't have to invest in that in a representative but you know in a lot of times with that it's trans it's transactional and because it's transactional um the second something don't go your way you're easy to, easily to check out that's why a lot of times people you see people that are best friends forever as long as they have whatever that thing is in common and the second they fall out about it or a second that common thing leaves because i've had this happen in my life mm-hmm. all of a sudden you realize y'all were never friends you just had something in common and that's that for me that was an eye-opening thing you know people do that about work and all these other things and the thing is oh what we have common is work once once you leave or i leave the relationship is over and a lot of people don't understand that you know and so you know even at my old job people send me like requests on facebook i ignore the fuck out of them we worked together we were not friends yeah i think um 
the other thing for me is i always felt like i owed people my suffering or my my labor kind of something like some sort of like okay you're going through a hard time so even though we're not really friends i owe it to be there for you somehow and that's not necessarily true you know it's not i do feel like we are connected i do feel like you owe humanity something but there was like a level of manipulation i was opening myself up to and Mm -hmm. people are drawn to that they're drawn to people like that um and the kind of people that are drawn to that you know a lot of times they they are manipulators they see they seek that out and i think i opened myself to that in a large way and 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 you know and and it wasn't fair to myself because you're always putting yourself on the back burner when you do that you're always letting someone else get you know it's like well what the good what's good for them is making me fucking miserable but you know they at least they have company you know because misery does love company but they don't but you're gonna be miserable you're gonna be in a company of misery and you and if you're an empath you're gonna be miserable too and that's the part i had to really embrace and be like telling that person hey i don't want to join you in this misery is not me being a bad person and they used to feel that way even though that's probably very common sense to most people but for me i used to feel the opposite like this person is miserable uh they need to not be alone with this misery and that, that was that you know like i said it was something i had to learn and it's it's really enhanced a lot of my life yeah <clears throat> excuse me and to an extent that's that's something and i don't know if this is kind of going connected but that's what you're talking about is a part of a people pleaser too like like mm-hmm. some, some of those characteristics and i know that that's kind of part of my personality and, you know over the years i've broke that um and i know for me i had to understand that you can't save everybody because there's some people's personality with their personalities i want to save i want to save i want to save I, I i've got to save everybody but you can't do that that's unrealistic some people aren't meant for you to save and sometimes i've gotten to the point you you have you have to do it like 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 um i feel like this sometimes it's out of my jurisdiction yeah <laughs> which means this right here if you if you're not in in my realm you some you, you know something you are somebody else's assignment some somebody else might be able to help you but it might not be me yeah and now you're right it did give me a bit of a savior complex or just a but it was more like i don't want you to feel like you got to go through things alone but that's not really my responsibility there's only so many people on the planet that are in my path and only so many i can help you know and i think uh for true empaths the internet provides so much connection and much of the connection being false or surface surface connection but it's too many directions because empaths as an empath and an introvert i want to invest in these relationships Mm -hmm. in ways that's not healthy because it's too it's too time consuming you know as you said it's not my assignment someone else has to be uh that person in your life it can't just be somebody on the internet thousands of miles away trying to like you know fix things with you or help you out and that's and it was oh was like i said i had to realize it was okay to be like yeah that's fine like this is like the world is full of suffering people are going to suffer it's not on me to fix everybody right and and that's something that i had to grow and learn that's something that i had to understand 
um and the thing is there had to be a balance there because there are some times where i don't mind doing that like not trying to be funny but you you kind of like you said you have to be in tune with when you can and when you can't and when it's draining and when it's taking and requiring too much of you you have to have an understanding of that and you have to set boundaries and i think that for me i'm just a generally nice person and i like like you said people have a tendency to take advantage of me just genuinely being nice Mm -hmm. and also i think that uh people have a tendency to to think they have a a sucker or a dummy and also i think that for a lot of people not tell me funny that are just mean people they 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 think of the way that is an abnormal behavior because they are so selfish and self-centered that they would never consider doing anything for anybody else so to them that's foreign to actually want to help and want to do these things for other people because i feel like you you get what you give (laughs) you know no you can't help everybody but when you do do it you don't never know when it's going to be your day and somebody's going to check and reach out for you you know it's kind of a give and receive thing for me yeah it's a balance Mm-hmm. and that's really what it's about is finding that balance because uh instead you'll just be kind of spiral like you'll just be kind of in a whirlwind you know you're just always going from place to place and i think um that was just that was what i had to learn and that's you know like i said the book helped really define some some of these lessons i've already learned and i was like oh that's what that feeling is like that's why i don't feel this way anymore that's why you know I kind of started protecting myself. I started, you know, understanding it's okay to to concentrate on yourself and not, you know, and it's not selfish just by the nature of you caring, like caring about yourself because caring about yourself is, is essentially caring about the people around you too, you know, because because you're not gonna be in that frazzled state. You're not, you know, I can't remember the last time I talked to you about something where I was like, this person is doing this on the internet and this is what it's like making me feel and you know we would have those conversations sometimes I, you know we go out to eat and be like oh this this person said this to me what like i wonder why they did this you know or whatever and like i don't remember the last time i even did that just because i literally am not bothered by most of the shit i see now like someone says it does something fucked up to me i note it i you know mm-hmm. like okay cool or and many times i just anticipate it and i don't mean it in a negative way where i'm like everyone's gonna say something nasty but just certain mm-hmm. people i'm like this person will at some point um do this blank do blank action and when it happens i'm never surprised i'm just like yeah that's that's what they do you know what i mean as opposed to oh no i failed i failed the test i i knew this person was like this and i wasn't able to take the right actions to keep them from being that kind of person towards me you see what i'm saying so um a lot of that stuff is how i learned to protect my energy so i'm appreciative of the lessons yeah and also what i've learned too is that uh you actually you don't serve anybody any good not your family members your loved one or even people you're trying to help if you're an empty vessel and that's the thing you can get to the point where you're constantly running on e and you don't have no patience and you're snapping and you're angry and you're mad and you're bitter and you're tired and you don't comprehend why and a lot of times it's because you actually need to get people places and things from around you that are not healthy for you and or and or take breaks take and sometimes something as simple as take a nap turn your phone off be like you know what i'm not answering phone calls or texts or anything i am going to be by myself 
or do the thing that I love to do, be it reading, going to the movies or whatever that is to re-energize yourself. But we live in a society that says, well, you know, I sleep when I die. Just go, 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 go. Work, 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 work. Okay, but you know, you are a human being. You're not a robot. So at some period of time, you've got to recharge. Yep, couldn't agree more. Butterfly in the sky, I can go twice as high. Take a look, it's in a book, a reading rainbow. I can go anywhere. Friends to know and ways to grow, a reading rainbow. I can be anything. Take a look. It's in a book, a reading rainbow, a reading rainbow, a rainbow. All right, I guess it's time to get into the show, okay? Yes, it is, and I would like to say two things, hold on. Uh, the first thing I want to say is shout out to my new headphones. Roger got me some new headphones because the other headphones cracked so they wouldn't evenly across my head. And they have two cores. One is a red one and one is a black one. And for some reason, I was using the, uh, black piece and not the red piece. I don't know. I played this thing in and I hear fucking surround sound. I'm like, oh shit, this is what I should have been doing the whole time. I probably had plugged in on <laughs> me. <laughs> Everything sounds so crystal clear now. Yeah, it's probably surround. Uh, it's probably just a stereo jack. Okay. As opposed to the <laughs> other one, but yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you got some good sound over there. Yeah, I played that bitch, and I was like, "Oh, I, I hear now." <laughs> yeah, people sleep on good sound. You know, I, 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 I'll come in here before every show, and I listen to a uh, title, and uh, I have it on the master setting, so it's the highest quality. And oh. Um, you been hearing all types of shit. I've been hearing songs. I'll be like, oh, I didn't know it was a triangle in the fucking background going <laughs> ding, ding. Yeah, so I, I love it as well. Uh, what's the second thing? Oh, uh, shout out to you. I wanted to tell you thank you. I mean, I told you this, but I wanted to tell you uh, on the show, thank you so much for, for hooking me up with the Switch. Y'all, I've been playing the hell out of Paper Mario. Paper Mario has been so much fun. And the thing is, we got a switch but the the switch battery life doesn't really last that long and so when Roderick is watching one tv i'm in the other room playing and a few hours later it just dies so then i got to plug it up and have it charge all the way up again so Roderick ended up buying i don't know uh, i guess a, a duplicate charger piece it was a replacement charger piece but um it didn't come with any cords and stuff but i was able to cobble together the right cords uh looking around the house and i eventually figured out how to so we now have two docks in our in our house for the switch one in the bedroom and one in the main room so i figured that way you can keep it plugged in whenever you're playing and you can play on the big tv and all that stuff just in case yeah you were very patient he was looking we got 2500 cords around here so he was digging and looking and digging and hunting yeah i almost i went i actually was on the return page because i was gonna return it Cause I was like, how the fuck you gonna send this shit without no cables? Without no cables. But then I was like, wait, we have a million cables. Maybe one of them does what this can, should do. And lo and behold, it did. So, you know, got y'all hooked up. Yes. So now I can play, uh, Paper Mario and, 
we we got we got like a nintendo controller so now i can actually keep it plugged up without having to use the the side the pieces yeah i can but act- I, I already had that uh controller yeah in the other room but now i think i mean i had it i I mean i've been had that controller um and i like that controller because it's actually uh it's a switch controller but it's the shape like a gamecube controller right uh i got it off of fat kid deals shout out um and so uh i was i like i was playing when we played mario kart against each other that's what i was playing with ah and i realized it is so much easier to play with that thing yeah i don't know i would see you holding the things like this in your hand using them but it's also like a, a thing that came with the switch where you're supposed to slide those in and make one controller out of it so i don't know if you just don't use that either okay i need to i, I think i know what you're talking about it's around there somewhere but i actually like the switch one better because it's bigger it's actually more designed for you the gamecube the gamecube one is actually designed more for your hands that's why i got it because i have bigger hands right because the other one like i said i think i've used that one before but it it don't feel right i, I mean not trying to be funny like it it's almost like they kind of condensed it where your hands feel tight up underneath it mm-hmm. and so i actually love the uh, gamecube controller and so shout out to you for figuring that out for me and getting and getting the sister hooked up so i can uh play uh mario on all the tvs yeah that's the new um putting a shelf together by scratch you know <laughs> for real for men out there you know figure out how to to rig up the motherfucking control them cords to make the shit work that's yeah because at first we had problems with when charger right all types of shit and roger was like i'm gonna figure it out yep and i did get it figured out um all right we have all kinds of stuff um to talk about uh, i guess we should start with some uh coronavirus news um let's see what is this one coronavirus freestyle by crimsey a lot of freestyles a lot of <laughs> hmm. a lot of free and styling maybe i'll go with coronavirus the truth about oh, it, shit. by dj sex I don't i don't know where did we where did we go i mean i hear monkeys i hear sound like people are humping in the background what is happening here yes yeah, like the wet ass pussy remix so. is this the whole song Apparently i'm gonna skip so. forward this has nothing to do with coronavirus Mm-mm. This is like Ron Jeremy on <laughs> cocaine. This is, <laughs> this is, that was a terrible coronavirus song. That might be the worst that, one we ever played. That's a zero. Man, I, I, I feel ripped topic, off. Not nothing, no. I'm no. going to go back to Crimson. Yo, got to get through this harsh weather. We just got to all stay together. Yo, yo, this rough times we living in. 
Reality finally sinking in At a time when most businesses are sinking Where we question each other What the fuck we thinking This is time we gotta maintain composure and love Can't go outside but we praying to the one above Trying to find some blessings through this darkness Believing in our strength and that we gonna make through it regardless Uncertain times looking for an end in sight Airport shut down we can't even hop on a flight I'm kinda tight My family is spread apart Truly feel like my heart keep being torn apart The corona makes these times trying I turn on the news daily and see people dying We're even all the schools of now closed, they ain't graduation, I'm postponed, and even sports shut down, unopposed, gotta get through this harsh weather, we just, you know what, I gotta give him credit, he's rapping about coronavirus, yeah he is, but, uh, a little off beat, I'm about to say, but it is about coronavirus, he said, fuck a beat, he turned in the paper on time, and it is on topic, <laughs> yes it is, oh, steady. He was like, I'm not doing every every other line. I'm doing every three lines. Yeah. Social distancing to stop the spread. My mind holding on by a thread. Gotta get through this harsh weather. We just gotta all stay together. Social distancing to stop the spread. My mind holding on by a thread. Rest in peace to all the taking dead. Thinking about it causing tears to shed. Wishing all families peace and the whole they had truth. That's the realest shit I ever said. Blurry days in quarantine and systemic. Harsh reality of living in a pandemic. Economy tanking. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it'll, it counts. It counts. It counts. Um, it's not a jam. It's not a bop, but it does count. A C plus, B minus. Uh, let's talk about coronavirus. News is still happening, even when we don't talk about it. Come on. Um, all right. Let's see. The per- the pandemic workday is 48 minutes longer and has more meetings yeah yes motherfuckers kill me with the goddamn zoom meetings because everybody think that everybody got all day to fucking zoom and then be be like but your productivity still need to be up bitch we've been in zoom meetings all day what can i work a study of 3.1 million workers around the world found an uptick in emailing too yeah yeah because people not in the office so less people are phone calling Cause you know people love the phone call, and I'm been, and I and I have to turn around and send them an email. I don't have access to my phone, so this is going to be a one subject at a time type of thing. Cause not trying funny. Sometimes I think people do that to get you on the phone to talk about 18 things. No, I like the emailings because the emails for, for, forces the person to focus. Let's focus on this one thing. Yep, and it keeps a paper trail. I'm sorry. No, it's okay um from new york city to tel aviv the telecommunication the telecommuting revolution has been a lot more work uh and this is from a study of 3.1 million people so this is a real study this ain't no no one will be like we talked to the whole 10 people uh and more than 21,000 companies across 16 cities in north america europe and the middle east the researchers compared employee behavior over two eight-week periods before and after covid19 lockdowns looking at email and meeting metadata the, the group calculated the workday lasted 48.5 minutes longer the number of meetings increased about 13 percent and people sent an average of 1.4 uh more emails per day to colleagues yeah because now you know you had those aggressive emailers now they're even more aggressive than ever and like i say it's, it's it's just one of those things where where people feel like i'm at home so i have to justify my eight hour work day you know and it's one of those things where companies feel like well you're at home now so you literally have no excuse not to work well you're not driving um 
if you're taking breaks at work i feel like that break that people take that's like i'm gonna take my 9 45 break for 15 minutes mm-hmm. you may or may not take that break anymore you may you know slide around to uh you know uh you just you know slide around to the couch and then go back to work um i think also uh just the walking to and from places to the bathroom uh maybe chit-chatting with a co-worker or something like that that can't happen anymore it doesn't mm-hmm. happen as often Mm-mm. which might explain why meetings is up because met that may be where people get their chit-chats in now yeah because they because you can't really get to you know it's not like you were scheduling a meeting to go talk to someone down the cubicle but now you kind of have to because that's the only way zoom works right and and then uh like i said and i i don't mind the meetings but it's like sometimes i'm like hey y'all uh, we could have wrapped this up 10 minutes ago but you know we have to hear about these other things in your personal life that if i was in the office setting i wouldn't even have asked because like i got shit to do companies are studying the impact of the forced work from home experiment on productivity morale culture cost and other factors to determine how they might modify their practices going forward yeah forced work that work from home is kind of like you know slavery that's that maybe that's what they're going to work on they'll be like you know what the real problem is we're paying them now uh other analysis looked at vpn data and found that people were putting in three additional hours in the u.s and logging in at odd hours people who spoke to bloomberg news attributed their harried schedules to childcare demands blurring boundaries between work and home and the stress of the economic recession right because this isn't an ideal work from home situation mm-hmm. people didn't get to really choose this and then also part of the reason is because of necessity how many people have kids at the house you know how many people are working from home because my kids aren't going to school which means i have to get up take care of all their stuff set them up for the day and by the time i'm logging in uh it's after i'm doing child care labor and uh i'm logging in at say 10 o'clock 11 o'clock right. or something when i would have been at work at seven but my kid would have been in the daycare at seven too so Correct. i can see yeah i can see a lot of that stuff affecting work our hours and you know working later and stuff like okay yeah. my kids in bed i can get to work you're working later working earlier be like well let me get up earlier so i can at least get half of my shit done before i'm dealing with this another three or four hours and things like that and also most parents aren't equipped to be teachers not unless you are a teacher you know you're not equipped and even if you are a teacher your specialties might not be in math might not be in science like it, it might not be the the particular topic that your child is struggling with and so it's one of those things where like you said people were forced and they have to adapt and adjust so yeah and i could see more people doing uh nights and, and particularly weekends now a lot of people probably was like you know what i'll just make my time up on the weekend because it's very difficult to do it during the week los angeles to shut off water and power to homes hosting large parties or gatherings uh los angeles mayor eric garcetti said on wednesday that he is authorizing the city to shut off utility service to properties where large parties and gatherings are held he's like we done told y'all quit fucking with us you ain't got no power how you gonna have a party and california is one of the places that's getting you know these large uh numbers and infections and in deaths and shit and so they're like hey we have to cut this out because a lot of people here just are like fuck these rules mm-hmm. um and yeah they've had to they've shown like the police coming out to people's houses and they've like it's a mansion and they're having a party at the mansion like there's hundreds of people there no one's of course wearing a mask or social distancing and you're gonna have to get creative 
about how you stop these mansion parties essentially right. and let people know that we are serious about this i know you go fuck the coronavirus but everybody else ain't like that like you know and, and that's the part that's very frustrating about it and this comes uh after a large house party in beverly hills crestwood crest neighborhood of los angeles ended in a shooting that left one woman dead and two others hospitalized so you know that's the other thing while these parties are happening people are getting back to shooting and shit like that too because hey it's- we around people like i like i like i told you we're the problem because you know what when everybody was locked down guess what wouldn't happen in school shootings guess what wouldn't happen and you know a lot of that shit kind of went down you know everybody rushing kids to get back to school why so school shooters can go back up again uh they had a motorcycle rally and uh, for for like harley davis's mm-hmm. no mask thousands of, of people not. thousands of people is just this one a little small town uh sturgis south dakota mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh yeah the rally could become one of the largest public gatherings since the pandemic began with organizers expecting 250,000 people from all over the country to make their way through sturgis during a 10-day event man yeah and and what's what's really fucked up about it is that the 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 city acts the citizens and i think like 60 70 percent of the popular of the other populace was like we don't want them here the city decided to have it anyway so the residents are living because they was like bitch we don't want them here it would be wild if a restaurant just closed if like if the citizens would have taken upon themselves and been like well i don't know what y'all gonna eat i don't know where y'all gonna shop but during these 10 days uh we're not getting we're not dying for y'all visitors because that's what's gonna happen is yeah, they have, still expect labor when they come there and you're gonna have a spike in the city and they're gonna get it from each other and then all these hundred two hundred thousand people they can go back where the fuck they came from mm-hmm. with a virus now and spread it in these cities it makes no sense um someone sent me an article of all these uh, this is a like four different people that thought coronavirus was a hoax until they caught it mm-hmm. yeah so i'm not even gonna Mm-mm. read the whole thing but y'all know that it's like now that i got it i think it's real uh a memphis woman barely recovering from covid19 got evicted from her home yeah because they they evicting they don't they don't care about the congress and the senate trying to get this shit together yep they kicked leslie nelson 56 out of her home uh she was sick barely able to stand um she said uh as her belongings were removed from her home and piled onto the property's front yard yeah because uh you get sick you have medical debt you're not working you don't have income uh and then the unemployment benefits run out at some point and how the fuck i'm supposed to get my mortgage you know and then like what is she supposed to do now she ain't got a home she's still recovering from this virus like yeah eviction hearings resumed in shelby county in mid-june after months-long hiatus prompt by the, prompted by the novel coronavirus pandemic 10 volunteers had gathered at nelson's raleigh residence to try and move her belongings out to the of the sun and to tend to nelson while also keeping their distance the volunteers were summoned by nelson's distress calls on facebook which were then amplified when hunter dempster a community organizer and activist went to her house and live streamed her eviction and before the volunteers movers of memphis police cruisers showed up to her residence um nelson said she had pleaded with probate attorney for a chance to settle her deceased mother-in-law's medical bills 
the house was left to nelson and her partner she said she has the papers to prove it and sought what for sought ways to repay the medical debt attached to the house uh they started to go for me um but i guess it didn't didn't get enough money fast enough but they didn't even send her a warning they just sent movers to get her out of the house they didn't even send a warning and then they showed up with police officers wow yep yeah because people are just fucking heartless that's why you need laws yeah she said she had been she tested positive uh for COVID 19 june 11 though she had been staying at home since the start of the pandemic she did visit with a friend one day that friend called her a few days later saying they thought they had symptoms of a heat stroke when they saw nelson it wasn't a heat stroke but COVID 19 at the root of this it was the root of the symptoms yeah i mean that's the thing man like i know i mean you see it you gotta take people are gonna take calculated risk i get it yes they are but you know it's like the the, the instagram stories and the facebook stories tell the truth because like mm-hmm. people are taking those risks and you're and your life is really in the hands of other people you hope are responsible you hope. but by the nature of you even meeting is a little bit of a window into they might not be that responsible like you hope you know it's like sex right if i'm having sex with you hopefully we're both considerate people and we're being safe with everybody but it's like people are saying like like you see pictures of people without masks and shit it's like well you're not so this person not wearing a mask with you are you the only person that they do that with is everyone that they because it's, it's it's like sex where they go if you sweat with this person you sleep with everybody so you might as well use protection it's like well people aren't using protection they aren't using the mask they're not social distancing mm-hmm. they're taking pictures they're up together mm-hmm. cheek to cheek they're hugged up they're sitting at the same table eating and stuff i'm not knocking these things necessarily i think these things are in the guidelines to be uh they're they're like they're lower risk free they're behaviors that are at risk but they're lower on the spectrum of risk it's not right not uh, like you having a party right it's not the same as seeing you at the strip club or whatever right. but at the same time it is a risk mm-hmm. and so this is gonna be some people's stories where hey i went down so-and-so's house and you later they told me i thought i had a heat stroke turns out they had fucking uh coronavirus and now i got the shit you know um but yes she talks about that she called for ambulance and spent the next several days at methodist north on oxygen she was at least a few weeks ago and had even started to feel like she was turning the corner but then the process server showed up and she said she grew ill from the stress her epilepsy also presented itself uh in thursday morning's chaos she suffers from a seizure uh severe enough to cause her to bite her tongue captain anthony buckner with the shelby county sheriff's office and said no deputies responded to the address uh he said they only handle about 20 percent of evictions in the county the rest are sometimes overseen by the memphis police department and nelson said it was the memphis police department who threatened arrest as she was being removed from her house yeah these are the human stories that make up the statistics yeah and, and these are the people that nobody cares about because now on top of that you know what else hadn't stopped i know uh, not to get off top but student loans uh and so or either they restarted so you have people they're going i had to stop paying about my student loans which is a huge chunk of a lot of people money you know more than the third or a fourth of your income but sometimes more than that is just student loans so it's like i got student loans i got mortgage and possibly medical bills you know if me or one of my loved ones catch the rona and that stuff adds up so a lot of people are getting ready to file for bankruptcy be homeless a lot of people's credit is getting ready to be ruined because eventually they're not going to be able to pay yeah i know they pause it for some but yeah it's gonna come back mm-hmm 
uh georgia tech professors revolt over reopening say current plan threatens the lives of students and staff the majority of georgia tech professors including some of the university's most acclaimed faculty members have launched a revolt over reopening this fall amid the coronavirus pandemic saying the current plan threatens the health well-being and education of students staff and faculty mm-hmm. more than 800 of their 1100 faculty members outlined their concerns to the georgia board of regents in a letter titled statement of academic faculty of georgia tech on the COVID 19 crisis in fall 2020 semester we are alarmed to see the board of regents and the university system of georgia maintaining procedures that do not follow science-based evidence increase the health risk uh to faculty students and staff and interfere with nimble decision making necessary to prepare and respond to COVID 19 infection risk yeah because y'all out there with that governor that don't give a fuck so mm-hmm. <laughs> they're like no this is stupid Speaking of governors that go give a fuck, Florida's governor says restaurants don't need a negative COVID nineteen test before returning to work. You talking about the workers? Yeah, if a worker gets sick, they got the COVID nineteen. He said they don't even got to worry about getting a test that says it's negative before just coming on back to work. Basically, if they're not showing no symptoms, they can come back to work. Oh, <gasps> oh, he want everybody to die down there, don't he? The problem with the man in the negative test is that PCR tests will pick up just particles, so it could be dead virus. And the CDC has seen people test positive for up to 12 weeks. Obviously, you only carry the live virus for a very short period of time. Yeah, obviously, according to him. Fuck the CDC's advice. Uh, the Florida Department of Health reported 7,686 new COVID cases statewide, which makes it almost a week with under 8,000 daily reported cases. The state continues to roll out rapid test results as DeSantis lifts, lifts restrictions for restaurant employees thanks to an order DeSantis signed earlier this week stating that if an employee tested positive for COVID-19, they can get back on the job if they don't have symptoms instead of testing negative twice. Mm-hmm. Why would you go out to eat then? Like, the fuck is this? Like, Because you- Florida, Karen, it's the least dangerous thing you can do. Whatever. Uh, I don't know if you got the one about Disney World. but uh, I do. Okay because that's my job as a professional but go ahead player yeah disney world was like hey y'all we open wait a minute uh we got to cut back some of these hours because people didn't show up like we thought they was yeah because people would come all over the country and all over the world to disney world and people like bitch i can't travel i ain't traveling i'm not going down there i'm not dying yeah disney world to cut theme park hours due to lower than expected attendance amid COVID 19 pandemic how many people they thought was gonna come out there i would love to know that number like what did they expect versus what they got right you do the- did they just budget like this will be back to normal no it won't yeah and then they had them weird ass commercials with everybody with their face masks gone looking all creepy and shit and i was like this is not inviting nine people test positive for coronavirus at that georgia high school that was seen in a vi- in a viral photo of the crowded hallway hmm. the and by the way they suspended that person who took the picture of the photo of the hallway mm-hmm. then rescinded it once people got in their mm-hmm. asses which i mean thank you please suspend me that's the point y'all dangerous i don't want to die in with the covid in here mm-hmm. so i will gladly take a trip home yeah I, i'll be at the house but yeah that's sending the kids back to school they think this is so smart nearly a hundred thousand children have tested positive for coronavirus in the past two weeks but let's have school Ooh, together in the past two weeks yeah let's have school together that's all we need we gotta keep the kids gotta go back to school y'all yeah didn't you read an article about how kids under a certain age have more particles like in their lungs and then they yes and yo, shit? we read about it the younger yeah. kids under five spread it out 
have a higher chance of spreading it because they have uh more of it in the places where you know are infectious for other people right and so they you know like i said one of the things with kids go to school and they're gonna bring it back home yeah i mean like and that's just common sense like what do they think is gonna happen hispanic and black children are at a higher risk for covid coronavirus related hospitalization says the cdc which is one of the reason that you know trump's people and white people in general seem to be a little little less caring about it but at the same time it makes me more incensed make fair or unfair when i see black people not treating it serious i'm like even our kids can end up in the hospital at a higher rate so why aren't you taking it serious right and you picking up medical debt not just yeah yeah just take it serious i don't want to read about your fucking kid dying Mm-mm. um in the u.s five states account for more than 40 percent of the country's nearly five million COVID 19 cases florida georgia texas california and i don't know the last one uh uh uh, uh louisiana close you got four out of five okay i will give you one more chance to get to get it right okay just take your time think about it it's okay south carolina Mm. you missed it karen oh i'm sorry (laughs) damn it i was close the fifth was new york ah i thought about that but i was like their numbers went down but they spiked back they went down but they just had but there's just total over the time it's not okay you know new york was unavoidable to be on the list you know Ah. anyway um um mask can keep out COVID nineteen particles even if those even though COVID nineteen particles are smaller than drywall dust. The reason that this is a headline, despite us knowing all this shit about mask and are constantly being like, Hey, mask, 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 Put mask. Put up your nose. <laughs> mask, okay? The the reason that this shit is in the news is cause another one of these dumbass fucking videos on Facebook is making the rounds and this time it's someone being like look at this uh average size of drywall dust particles is three microns the average size of coronavirus is 0.3 microns if masks can't prevent drywall dust getting through how can you possibly prevent something uh 10 times smaller from getting through right the thing okay, is so that's stupid well it's not it's it's not that okay so it's not it's not that it's stupid because that's that's not the problem the problem isn't that stupid it 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 makes sense when you don't think about it very critically or when that's all the information you know right the average person is going to see this and it's it's going to make a certain amount of sense and they go why the fuck should i even wear a mask it's not going to change anything that's i've seen people make those arguments already before it ain't a surgeon grade medical mask so i ain't wearing it you just need to knock down a percentage enough that's number one number two the virus particles may be 0.3 microns but they have to be attached to the shit that comes out of us that's because the virus doesn't just go out there's never any virus <laughs> on its own the virus is walking down the street right so the virus has to be attached basically to uh to these particles that come from us and those particles are big enough to be stopped by a mask um to varying degrees obviously but you know right. some are better than others but all the masks are better than none <laughs> come on it's like this but this is the kind of shit you we have, to, have some protection and no protection 
it's this is the shit you have to 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 talk about when it comes to this um it's just you know and then the cdc got come out you gotta wear these masks y'all come on man this is this is crazy don't listen to these people mm-hmm. other places uh it's like uh they outside they running sports done came back they like oh, we don't know what the fuck is happening in america as of right now the post has twenty thousand shares and 1300 comments you know that's mostly a people a lot of dummies right that's why i ain't wearing a mask okay new 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 facebook use your evil for good okay use your powers of evil let's track all the people that shared it and let's uh get them on some kind of a list all right like use your propaganda that you have from russia use it for good get propagandize these niggas into wearing masks okay that's what we need uh yeah so they talked to dr amy price a research scientist at stanford university who was involved in the changes to the world health organization mask guidelines but what could she possibly know uh she ain't got nothing but a degree she's noted that the droplets that carry viral particles are also larger in size than the virus itself many people argue that cloth masks can't be effective because they can't filter out viral particles they are which are extremely tiny most tiny most of these particles have uh leave the mouth and nose in much larger droplets than uh that become smaller through evaporation as they move away from the body trapping droplets with the mask means not nearly as many viral particles escape so when all parties in the gathering are wearing well-constructed well-fitting masks it provides an extra layer of safety for everyone there's never a naked virus floating in the air or released by people says lindsey marr a professor of civil and environmental engineering at virginia tech who specializes in airborne transmission of viruses unlike uh, your cousin junior who lives at home with his mama that sent you that fucking video like uh yeah i studied this like did, like this is my life breathing i know sometimes people with degrees and shit like that i know sometimes they want to fucking scream uh yeah so just wear a fucking mask it's not also like what would be the i'm not gonna wear a mask at all so what's the fucking point then just go get it so that's the end result people are ridiculous Mm -hmm. but one good thing from coronavirus and these masks people are brushing their teeth way more after smelling their breath with the mask on good Mm -hmm. i'm glad you you were the last to know but your breath been funky for a long ass time and you finally smelled it was like oh this is what other people been smelling honestly this is what i whenever i see someone complaining about the mask and they say you know um wearing a mask will kill you it's causing me to get sick and feel like i'm gonna die i'm like oh you your breath is terrible if smelling your own breath make you feel like you're sick and you're gonna die and you'd rather just get the coronavirus i mean come on now what are you saying i'm glad it's causing people's hygiene to be better like like that is a good thing Mm-hmm. just saying the coronavirus causes people to brush their teeth so i'm glad people are brushing their teeth though that's mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. their co-workers gonna be glad too and it's gonna be one of the things you know for some people they be like you know what i like wearing the mask some people even when we quote unquote go back to normal, people like nah fuck it I, i'm just gonna stick with my mask i guess also if you see people with masks on you know they breast smell good it's the stank people that's like i'm not wearing that shit no matter how many gums and tic tacs and shit the peppermints i know they get tired of people offering them 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 that shit and they be studied knocking it down you're like well god damn 
assaulting a worker who's enforcing masks is now a felony under a new illinois law good i'll be a federal law fuck them don't be don't be jumping on people uh assaulting people is probably already against the law but it says something when we have to emphasize you will get a felony now automatically off top off the rip for doing this because no it's mis- happening so much right now no mr no we're gonna we gonna, we are going to press all the charges because y'all bitches ain't taking this seriously i mean defund the police and all that but you know um slap a felony on these motherfuckers hitting smack, hitting somebody to make it 725 an hour smack the hell out of them with that fine and yeah. that jail time yeah um you're so weird i saw a person this is uh this is kind of nothing to do with coronavirus but i saw this person that was basically on that defund the police abolish the police mm-hmm. thing and this is and I, I don't think they were black but they you know black lives matter all in the bio and shit and they tweeted something where they they went into a store someone wasn't wearing a mask mm-hmm and they told the person like wear a mask blah 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 and so the person like basically fuck you i'm not doing it so then they went and got the manager of the store to go and tell the person like you gotta wear a mask and he did and the person's like fuck you i'm not wearing a mask and so then the manager was like okay well that's nothing else i really can do Mm-mm. and this woman this is, and no joke no sense of irony at all this shit went viral i saw it on saturday and just rolled my eyes but she, with all that defund and abolish energy was like i'm gonna t- she took a picture of the manager who who like tried to cover up his his name on this badge because he's like what are you doing Just put it on twitter and was like we this man doesn't want you to know sorry Nat. But this man doesn't want you to know who he is um we should uh make him famous or something you know like basically twitter do your thing and try to dox the manager right try to dox the manager and and then complain about how because people were responding like well what the first of all that's the police job if that's gonna be some type of race she's like well it was a police officer here he didn't do anything he's working security he didn't arrest the person or nothing and here's my thing aren't you defund the police aren't you abolish the police so why you want them involved in this situation so because it's you because it's you and you worry about getting that coronavirus today now you believe in them and that's why the fucking shit doesn't hold up that's why people don't take you seriously because at the end of the day it's some cool shit to say online but the second you run into any level of conflict you want a victim versus victor type mentality someone gotta go to jail right because because they wouldn't wear a fucking mask that's the problem like people are not going to you can defund and abolish all you want people not just going to follow a certain set of rules because you decided Mm-mm. crime is still going to happen yep people still going to abuse people people still going to do something there has to be some element of our society that takes care of that because peer mediation ain't going to get it no it is not you know talking through it ain't going to just get it for everybody you Mm-mm. know like like do we have a over militarized over all that shit yes, yes. but our but this extreme shit where it's like yeah so just abolish the police that'll fix it it's like you call the police with uh, over some bullshit to be honest stay six feet away from them and keep your mask on come on because getting to them ain't gonna do nothing but call possibly cause you to get it bitch you ain't got no mask i'm staying fucking far away from you i don't want a confrontation with you i don't understand those people and she didn't even take a picture of the police officer 
uh just that just that that manager dude making eleven dollars an hour at target or whatever the fuck now he got to worry about his name and family being out there right. same kind of people that got mad at lizzo and shit this people i don't know people are a lot man i just that was just a random aside mm-hmm. to you mm-hmm. made me think about that all right <clears throat> other news uh CeeLo green criticizes cardi b megan the stallion and Nicki minaj's music says it feels desperate word <sighs> who asked him desperate enough to have sex with a drugged up woman in the front seat of their suv or what he was doing an interview with uk's far out magazine he opened up about his love for old school pop culture music but amid this conversation he inserted his two cents on the current direction of the musical genre saying that there's a time and place for adult content uh he said that Nicki minaj should be using her platform to influence in a constructive manner the same person that got a fuck you song that same person right right okay i I just wanted to be sure okay Nicki could be effective in so many other constructive ways but it feels desperate he said with cardi and meg's latest sexually driven single wop ceo i mean CeeLo added that cardi and meg's sexually driven lyrics and videos are what got them into their current positions attention is also a drug and competition uh <laughs> uh attention is also a drug and competition is around cardi b and megan the stallion they are all all more or less doing similar salacious gesturing to kind of get into a position i get it the independent woman are being in control the divine femininity of sexual expression i get it all but it comes at what cost comes at what cost it's doubtful that CeeLo will get any attention from the women in hip-hop over his recent criticism of artwork but black twitter was clapping on him uh yeah. <laughs> yeah you'd have to ignore people like that because you know what let's say they would do this and they would have worked with you would you still have the same attitude mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean not trying to be funny it's, it's it's like it's one of those things where are you doing this are you you sound like you stifling off their attention but they nobody's and they just doing this for the wrong reasons within you saying what you saying ain't drawing attention either right oh, okay I, I was trying to analyze it my thoughts I, it's just weird because this is the one area where we start being like okay so become a role model for for hip-hop the the anti-establishment music we trying to turn it into the establishment you know this this weird conservative vein of like and it's you know and it's only for women really right you know people really have turned into fucking calvin butts and fucking c dolores tucker uh now that they got older just how do we fucking rain this in it's too much for my sensibilities it's like you don't have to watch it no you don't it's not then it's not for you that's okay you know and uh, and to be honest it's bullshit because i grew up on niggas that rapped about selling drugs Mm -hmm. killing each other yep rape all this shit that's what i yeah i grew up on that and the hemming and hawing from a generation of people that grew up on that and do not reject it which is the most important part come on it would be different if everyone grew up and said man fuck snoop dogg 
fuck Mm-mm. dr dre and the chronic Mm-mm. fuck nwa Mm-mm. fuck uh all these people that that was that didn't have messages in their music i regret listening to that music i should have mm-hmm. never no we look at with a fondness at uncle lou we look mm-hmm. at a with and a they fond- get mad when you turn around and be like hey you know it was, that shit was problematic too we let snoop dogg call uh gail king uh, a bitch mm-hmm. and then this and that was this year by the way i know it feels like 20 years ago because of coronavirus but we let him call gail king a bitch and for the most part reputable black people did not admonish that man they sat up there and was like well he was being emotional you have to understand meanwhile if a woman raps about her pussy that's gonna just destroy the entire fabric of society i feel like this is just another angle of putting the entire race on the backs of black women like oh it's your fault if we don't become shit it's it's all on you we don't expect men to ever have to carry this burden none of them have to be a representative a role model Mm -hmm. any of this shit we don't call them attention seeking when they put if if this was a snoop dogg video or i keep saying snoop dogg but you know if this was a drake video and he had all these women as strippers in his video walking in the same house and all this stuff but none of them was rapping none of them were cardi none of them were megan if you did this same exact fucking video we would just be like yeah that's he, he's he's a rapper what's wrong with that like we never go he needs to be a role model we just go yeah he of course he's rapping with women around him and they call them bitches and hoes why why is that offensive right and to an extent this is a way to knock them down a peg like like honestly it's just it's, it's just a, sh- a shot that actually didn't need to be made because y'all are all in the rap game mm-hmm. and them doing that didn't add nor take away from you like like it, right. di- it it didn't rock your world either way and i am of the two live crew uh era nasty as you want to be like so what do we talk that's that's why the outrage was just so so hilarious i was like bitch they singing there's some holes in this house that's our generation of music yeah i just like and and the thing for me is it's weird that we do this dance every time mm-hmm. because to a certain extent you could argue like this is old hat like there's nothing necessarily revolutionary new or special about this song or this video we've seen it before we've seen it a lot of times before but the reaction is always the same whether it's the people big up in the women yes this is what i'm talking about women doing it for ourselves for the thousandth time or whatever um or it's the men getting angry why aren't you in the kitchen raising babies and fucking being school teachers and dressing in burkas and shit like it's all the same shit it's to 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 their defense i would only put out shit like this because no one is doing we've never had any debate over a rhapsody song Mm-mm. we've never had any debate over the, like these other artists that are women that are out here making music making if music they got on some clothes or shit we just ignore them and i think what happens in these situations is a lot of people get angry at the fact we can't ignore these women right like we can't we would love to not be lived you know be drawn in by the sexuality and all this shit but motherfuckers can't help themselves and they have weird hypocritical guilt and religious complexes and shit (laughs) about and all this weird shame tied into being attracted to these women and um and, and you know maybe even on a deeper level them owning their sexuality although you know um i would say that's not even the deeper level that's the most overt part problem is that mm-hmm. like i said if these are the same women in the tip drill video 
we don't care the tip drill video is iconic we do not ever say wow nelly is a terrible role model a man that got accused of rape several rapes just a couple years ago we do not say terrible role model he does the the verses with ludicrous and we just go what a great night Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. hip-hop you know who won the verses we all won come on they always say that we all won but yeah it's just very weird to see this type of response and yeah uh, from a nigga that got accused of rape that said like basically a woman can't say she was raped that she can't remember it or some shit like that i can't remember the exact quote but if you say that you don't get to be the moral arbiter of anything so yeah it's just whack whack as fuck for CeeLo to say that shit uh speaking of this video it's, it's driving news cardi had to come out and talk about the video had to defend the video from CeeLo green karen Mm-mm. no no from all these men that's been hating mm, probably not in there probably nope. there's some women she had to defend it because people were mad kylie jenner was in the video the video also has ruby rose sukihana mulatto kylie jenner rosalia are in the video while the project received much love from fans people got mad um about kylie jenner uh danielle young a journalist for essence magazine tweeted normani did all this and kylie walked down the hallway and opened the door if that's not a perfect visual indication of black women having to do the most and white women do the bare minimum to get somewhere i don't know what it is yeah people in their mental gymnastics boy Uh, this is a part of social media that i i just tap out on because you could have said nothing like who gives a fuck she was in that video a whole 15 seconds and people act like she did the whole video i think this is something i've been talking about for a while when people have a certain political mindset and they are fans of artists they insert that shit into everything whether it's warranted or not Mm -hmm. so they couldn't just see the video and like it for what cardi and megan put together right they couldn't they couldn't even get on the benefit of the doubt as creatives and say well they chose to put kylie in there and that's okay it had to become black against white it had to become man against woman it has to whether the message of the song was that shit or not that's what the fuck it was gonna end up being Mm -hmm. because these are the same people that anytime she goes on instagram live they gotta turn it into like she delivered a feminist such and such on this and like no she didn't didn't. y'all putting that upon her yeah she said coronavirus and they oh my god see this is what we need to lead to let people know coronavirus is serious and then just ignoring when she's getting her fingernails painting and having house parties like it doesn't fit the equation but they always try to throw the shit on top of it the wokeness on top Mm -hmm. and so i think that's what happened in this situation they threw some woke shit out there that really is not anything that the video was trying to convey um no and i think for me it was a fun video and as far as i'm concerned the end but like you say when you have these agendas when you you know you have to make it about you or you had these political points that you're trying to do and you pitted everybody against each other normani and kylie could be cool as fuck you You don't don't know right they like they could they could have all said and you know for a fact that cardi and megan must have wanted kylie in there and if you want to give them some credit on some like conspiratorial shit could have been megan having her in the video because that was a huge rumor 
is that megan did uh megan fought tory lanes because he hangs out with the kardashians this is an internet rumor i i never thought it was valid but that's what they were saying like she probably was mad he, he fucked with them kardashians so she started fighting him in the car then he shot her and having her in there squashes all that without even having to address it she'll never have to bring up Correct. that stupid ass conspiracy theory she can just that she was in the video then why the fuck why would y'all even say that so we go oh well they must be some level of cool you know she hate uh hate them enough to be fighting motherfuckers on her on on her back like it don't even make sense so yeah it, it's just sad really but but yeah cor- um but according to the wild leak tweet pr- prompted uh the wildly liked tweet prompted Cardi's response uh, to in a now deleted tweet, which said, "Normani is one of the best female artists that dances like she dances her fucking ass off. Why would she open a door? Please tell me how that would make sense. The best part of the song is a, is the beat and the hook, and what makes you shake your ass." The Grammy-winning rapper also explained why she added Jenner in the first place. Why did I put Callie on, on my music video? She treated my sister and daughter so lovely at her kid's birthday party. As she continues, she explained that Offset and Stormy's dad, Travis Scott, are real close, and that Callie's mom, Chris Jenner, has been giving me advice on certain things. She also said that the video was not about race. Not everything is about race, she tweeted. There's issues out here in the world that is about race and that i preach about all the time this is not about fucking race right and i know that drove them nuts because everything gotta be about race in their minds they probably ignored that shit because this is the thing you talking about people all these fucking think pieces and you talking about people people that can speak for themselves yep. people that don't seem to have a problem speaking for themselves if 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 they wanted you to take all that from it in the way that you are then they would say something and when they come out and disrupt the narrative by saying the exact fucking opposite and be like dog we didn't want you to do this you know it's beyonce leaning that woman leaning over beyonce to get jay-z's drink order and then beyonce's publicist of people having to be like can y'all chill can't and not harass the co-owner of the uh wife of the of the warriors right can, can you can y'all can y'all calm down and it's one of those things where these people are super super mega mega rich and just like you and you and your real life they have circles they have friends they have relationships and regardless how we feel about them as the general pop population and regardless of how we like or don't like them people don't give a fuck about our opinions and our agendas and how we feel and i don't like you this like they they don't care yeah and the thing is for cardi she's a person that it's hard to argue she needs to be off social media because when when is the point when was the point like for her it was it's really the reason she became bigger than all this other shit was because she would go on her instagram live Mm -hmm. and she made a name for herself in a way that other people weren't able to but what do you do when you're at this point when because twitter is not representative of most of america Mm -mm. or even of black people in general no so you have this contingent of 'er ne'er-do-wells and malcontents that are like yo uh i'm gonna find a way to take this negative i don't give a fuck what you meant i don't give a f- like oh we, you just want us to shake our ass and have fun we don't do that here we 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 say we shake our ass but we never have fun you know and so like i said when kylie trended number one after this and it was all negative i'm like that's not what these black women wanted from their video Mm-mm. and they didn't sign up to be the, in this battle between like black women online versus white women period like they didn't sign up for that nothing about their music says that that you know it's just so weird and it's so and the thing that that's really fucking like the part that really bugs me is like 
why are these same people that are anti-capitalist blah 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 even fucking with this music you claim to be against all this shit you know what i mean like they like they will write themselves in the knots to be like this is why it's okay for me to be into this shit but you claim to be against this you claim not to fuck with this at all you call beyonce a capitalist what do you think goals are for megan and stallion what do you think goals are for cardi b what do you think goals are for flo millie they would love to be in that position one day and then they're gonna be uh ain't shit capitalist like it's just fucking weird some of the the twist and turns of logic that that happened when they discuss these things yeah and a lot of them a lot of that stems from jealousy and and envy and all types of emotions that these women bring up and some people just don't know how to handle it they feel like they have to write about it because like i said this is the social part of social media and i i will continue to say this some people just need to step back but you know if, if this is what you do this is your brand you know because now everybody everybody's going on a brand now so if you're not talking about that lord have mercy nobody gonna pay you attention you ain't gonna True. be trending you're not gonna be so it's like if 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 you don't do this a lot of times people do shit for content that's why a lot of times they have these fucking straw man arguments but you go this is not based in anything it's because they have to say something they have to yeah you're right it's what they do so mm-hmm. but yeah it's just it's wild another person complained about the video carol baskin of tiger king fame yeah that lady yeah she don't like the video why because the tiger prince uh because so many big cat all the big cat imagery in the new video um i guess she's not a fan them albums could have been cgi like them snakes i don't know yeah i, I mean i figured they were i don't think they was actually around these big ass mm. cats them either or either if they filmed them they filmed the real cat at the zoo and then uh was like hey we're gonna take this and put this in the corner she said she was worried that they glamorized the practice of keeping big cats as pets and she worried that every ignorant follower will try to copy be a copycat and do the same bitch was buying animals in the coronavirus first of all don't you have animals in cages all over your motherfucking yes you do thing and then you people buy tickets to see them mm-hmm. wow that's crazy this they they fucking they really like i said it's, this gets our attention it's so weird that this is the the thing man but i guess this is just what we do mm-hmm. video come out this everybody what we do it's gotta, the talk of the town i got to say something i told y'all she did it you know nobody everybody thought i was hating y'all carol baskin truthers she killed that man uh john david washington says he would hide his father's identity to get acting jobs on his own he said that uh i saw how people changed when they found out who my father was his father is denzel washington Mm -hmm. i used to lie saying he was a construction worker or or in jail just to have some sense of normalcy because he wanted to be treated like treated normal i felt like there was no way people would take me seriously even if i was good they would always judge me so i hear who my father was i guess i was protecting myself yeah uh number one there's no way these niggas didn't know he was denzel washington's son you talk he looked just like you him. talk and look just like him mannerisms don't they everything like, but they might be like well you know all negroes look the same you sure i mean he talks and sounds just like him um 
so that's number one that's what i think i'm gonna talk dizzy washington boy number two he really really fucked this one up because your father worked so hard for that good name so he could have that nepotism mm-hmm. how are you gonna just it's, it's just stiff arm nepotism that's the whole fucking point of your daddy being Denzel washington if anything you're doing it wrong because you should be terrible at acting like you're doing you're doing it backwards by trying to be good at acting if i was you i would say go be horrible at acting that's what white people do and they still become rich and famous and successful because they daddy was somebody oh dad let me direct the third uh the third godfather movie this trilogy you set up that everybody loves uh you got it princess you know that's the whole fucking point <laughs> all these motherfuckers somebody's son or daughter they you want to be charlie sheen or you want to be emilio estevez come on now i would have changed my name to denzel washington jr that's how i would have been coming into the interviews with that on my resume at the top denzel washington jr he was like i wanted to earn my stripes not me i would have been in the interview taking all kinds of fucking shortcuts i would have been speaking in denzel quotes the whole interview of like uh so uh let's see let's get you to do some lines uh for ricky jarrett that's gonna be the wide receiver character in ballers uh so let's go ahead uh you just scored a game winning touchdown and uh let's ad lib some lines about how uh you feel after the touchdown okay ready go king kong ain't got shit on me like what that's i mean but yeah that's not even in the script what they got to do is not here i'm I'm confused sir (laughs) ha ha my man my my what does that got to do with anything mm-hmm. okay let's start over at the top okay let's you just the top you just found out that your I girl mean, is re- pregnant read the line, sir. okay we got this part of the script you got the script okay we just found out your girlfriend is pregnant and you don't want to take care of the baby that's the that's the plot of this this episode of baller so let's go ahead and get the scene queued up uh <laughs> ricky it's your baby you gonna be a man and take care of him plymouth rock didn't land <laughs> like wait that has plymouth rock what does it got to do with this this has nothing to do with plymouth rock where is this coming from yeah they they they're gonna be like all right 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 uh you are a you're you're a teacher and in, in, in the school and you're trying to uplift uh the kids uh, okay are you okay 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 you got skill okay 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 so you ready you, you you sure you're ready this time i mean we you got everything that you need right okay 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 go i told you don't i i feed you don't i <laughs> uh, sir sir no you're not the no. kid's parents no sir no no, no. You, you're not the kid's parents you you just you, no you, no you the no. you the teacher you don't no. so no you don't you don't no. quote them no you don't i just feel like i'm a man on fire sir that's not even a line that's just the name of the move that's what are you doing right now that has nothing to do with anything nothing i guess i need more training today hmm <laughs> hmm you shot me in the ass jake uh i'm just uh, watching the junior just let me know in the parts i i can't i wouldn't that, even be reading yeah, that, for that, parts they'd be like they'd be like oh, okay 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 so we we got a situation here and uh let's see let me see get i'm, I'm running out of scenario you, you're not giving me no more scenarios you you uh, uh about to say police officer but you know that black lives matter um 
let's say you're protesting, you're, you're, you're protesting and, and, and you're, you're protesting. Okay, okay. You, you sure you got it right this time? You positive. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, okay, okay. Go. Well, this is something me and your mama got and taking care of your ass <laughs> wasn't part of the deal. Sir, 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 sir. No, you cannot do this. I'm just saying, I I would not. I I would put Denzel Washington on my resume, and then ah, when I showed as up, as a reference, when I showed up, not even no, as my name. Then when I showed up, they were like, "Oh, we thought Denzel Washington was coming." I'm like, "Oh, I'm his son." Oh, that happens all the time. But I, since I'm here, I might as well try out for the Equalizer Three. I mean, not may as well. Denzel don't do no sequels. I would. I'm his son. I, I'm gonna be in Man on Fire too. Mm-hmm. okay two guns uh, it's gonna be called three guns i'm gonna Come be on. in this bitch it's gonna Call be it six guns i'm right. there i'm a, whatever you need i'm uh, your boy is here to do his thing i would have a t-shirt that says i am denzel washington's son we would do the sequel to malcolm x okay malcolm x 2 he's back from the grave okay well malcolm x survived the shots nobody knew this <laughs> he's been alive this whole time the sequel to malcolm x jr is coming out how is he turning this money down <laughs> i can't believe this man i can't i'm disgusted <laughs> i understand though but i feel you though. i do not understand I do. i'm disgusted by his work ethic this is the exact opposite of what our ancestors do, he's, he's trying to work hard our ancestors like, had their wildest dreams and this ain't it this is this, ain't it. this is one of their most tamest dreams no the answer to wildest dreams was going in there and being like my you know who my daddy is that that's how i will start every fucking uh audition do you know who my daddy is do you know who my daddy is that's what my t-shirt would say do you know who my daddy that's is? that's it uh all right so we're gonna in this scene uh you are uh, a police officer and in a, uh, this Christopher Nolan movie where there's a very special force and it uses time. You can go backwards and stuff. All right, let's go ahead and break down the scene. Baby need a mama, Rose. What the fuck? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing right now? <laughs> My man. Well, you already said that. <laughs> All right. I'm disgusted with that, man. Let's move into other articles let's get into some uh guess we'll do some fucking with black people we're just fucking with those black people we're just fucking with those blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right y'all it's time to play the game we all hate to play it's fucking with black people the game that goes all around the globe we find different we find different articles make us feel fuck with the weird style point scores of zero to 100 intervals 25 today's contestants everybody all right let's see who's fucking with us right now more than 100 black men urge joe biden to pick a black woman as vice president oh it's so good to see black men coming to the support of our sisters right now because they're cash to it of course you know they they weren't doing 100 black men for kamala harris or anyone for president but that's fine for vice president they say hey 100 black men we support the sisters okay i mean we pretty much can wrap this one up i mean this is probably gonna be a zero but i'll finish reading the article 
just anyway for prosperity's sake okay uh the letter represents a last minute push by outside groups to pressure joe biden to pick a black woman as his running mate biden is expected to formally announce his choice this week ahead of the democratic national convention after months of speculation and vetting of several candidates by his team the signers of the letter which are black men include black leaders across several industries names on the list include rapper and actor sean diddy combs okay who uh you may remember from about a month ago saying black people need to withhold their vote uh and not vote um because he didn't like joe biden and he wanted a very specific set of black agenda points that he refused to say what they were but uh leonard charlemagne the god mckelvey okay co-host of the breakfast club mm-hmm. benjamin crump the attorney uh for the family of george floyd and uh the washington generals of uh civil rights legislation um michael eric dyson my vocabulation's nigga mm-hmm. he was on there um he must have wrote the whole thing um other signers include van jones mm-hmm bakari sellers i don't know who that is timothy timberland mosley producer and songwriter and rapper mm-hmm, i know what that is tyrone todd dollar sign william griffith jr akon i guess he's he's he has been talking about prison reform for a long time mm-hmm. akon did money say, and shit yeah no that's not what i'm talking about oh. no no akon was saying uh you've been locked up don't let me know he's he was very upset i mean this is before people talked about abolishing prison he was uh he was ahead of the curve um but yeah um nick cannon signed it as well so there you go Mm -hmm. zero to hundred oh zero i i don't care enough okay all right um this is why i asked who all gonna be there before i show up to people's events and shit because this is not a list i would want to sign with these guys not that i don't support the sentiment of wanting a black woman to be vp but what about these niggas like this to me this is like the most we try to have controversial attention-seeking opinions in very big moments Mm -hmm. group of niggas nick cannon talking about voting for kanye yes like what is this diddy talking about not voting Charlemagne talking about not voting for joe biden and going doing that uh, show with rush limbaugh right after that like this list of people are not black leaders of any measure when it comes to who the fuck black people should vote for black activism any of that shit like that to me that's uh ridiculous and it does and i and and i you know i have to sneak a suspicion that it's not really support that it's that thing where it's the opposite of what the nba players do where they go we're gonna wear these shirts we're gonna say you look arrest the cops that kill beyond the taylor we're gonna bring light to causes and activists who are already doing work as opposed to this where you like 
look at us coming in at the last minute we deserve all the credit if this man doesn't do and by the way if he won't do it we won't vote is also in the letter so yeah so if he don't get a black we just not gonna vote we will deal with mo trump keep in mind they're saying this as supposed black leaders um so yeah it fucks with me honestly uh i would say like a 50 because i mean especially because the headline you're like yes and then you start reading more and you're like ah these niggas like is this just another attention grab shit like this ain't even really about whether it's a black woman or not this is another way to be like see and this why we should not be voting at all so yeah i raised mine to a 25 only because they i didn't realize they was like we're not gonna vote like the fuck yeah, it yeah because it's just one of those things where when you hear a lot of those names I just automatically, not trying to be funny, it's it's like it's like your kid when you're talking about some shit, their eyes glaze over. That's how I just glaze over and just go, okay, I could be doing something else. Yeah, I, I hear you. I, some of those names, Bakari Sellers, like, that's why you got to check to see who else. It's like that letter they had about cancel culture and shit, and all them people signed it, and some of them people was cool people. And, I, and by the way, if you read the letter, the sentiment of the letter isn't bad in my opinion. But when you're signing it with J.K. Rowling, it's like ah now well now i wish i knew who was there before i signed this shit i don't necessarily want to agree that her opinion should go unchallenged or that she's facing cancel culture because people don't like her opinion right like like that's that's a totally different thing than me saying we shouldn't be firing professors because they had like one slip up in a class or because somebody just didn't like something that they said we shouldn't be ready to get rid of them over that like we may right. be giving too much power to this shit mm-hmm. but yep that's why you gotta ask who all gonna be there um let's go to the next one black alabama high school cheerleader quit squad after teammates posed with confederate flag shirt a black alabama cheerleader has quit her squad after seeing her teammates pose with a shirt featuring a confederate flag i love redneck boys is what is written on a shirt that six white daphne high school cheerleaders pose with and are now being criticized for it one of the two black cheerleaders on the squad reagan coleman ended up quitting the team on the first day of practice after the school administrators the coaches didn't address the photo which was taken july 4th <laughs> i guess the other black cheerleaders like uh shit <laughs> i just wanted to cheer i didn't know racism was gonna come with it right the other black chili the other black chili was when she she's like you ain't got to hit me but once and like looked at her like she looked at tina turner in that movie like <laughs> you can stay for these racist bitches if you want to i'm not um like, am i cool uh no matter how much i love something no matter how passionate i am about something i love myself more and respect myself more and i could not be on that team on the team no matter how much i love something no matter how passionate i am about something i love oh wait why they repeat the same quote what in the photo the girls are standing in a line turned to the side one of the chillers in the middle holding up the shirt now let me ask you something Mm -hmm. it wasn't nothing ever crossed your the mind of these people when they realize that the black cheerleaders that are on the squad aren't gonna be in this picture we're not gonna ask them to or tell them about it like nothing ever said huh maybe if we wouldn't do this with the black cheerleaders on the team 
we wouldn't take the same picture with a confederate flag and i love redneck boys maybe we shouldn't do it at all like how did that not cross your mind yeah not that funny how are we supposed to be a unified squad if y'all doing bullshit like this right because because the thing is with this with, with blackness in america man you're essentially opting into this idea of if i'm gonna assimilate into whiteness i have to assimilate into not noticing or speaking up on this kind of shit mm-hmm. yeah that's why they get mad and irritated when you bring it up and you're you're the racist for calling out that racism yeah she fucked up the plan by saying i'm taking a stand against this mm-hmm. and so all of a sudden now you got news outlets and phone calls and all this other bullshit because she was like no right uh zero to 100 karen oh that's so 100 a 100 okay. yeah because i just want to cheer that's all i want to do i just want to cheer and that's to be all this other bullshit and like i said i don't even judge the other young lady because they're children and and the thing is i just want to cheer i didn't sign up to be a political activist i didn't sign up for black i just want to cheer and you know black children ought to have an option and i know this is not fair not right but they ought to have an option to not have to be forced to stand up just because here's the thing for me uh you're a cheerleading team what does it say about redneck boys that a confederate flag and no black people in the in the in the picture would need to be part of the parameters for that and then so what is this saying about redneck boys what what they what they're what that means to be a redneck in america and uh, mm-hmm. okay and then secondly what does it mean that no one who supervises the squad thought it was noteworthy enough to bring up that this happened yeah because wouldn't be surprising if something like this may have happened in the past because i, I have a lot of questions uh how long will have these black uh children been on the squad is it new you, uh, you're like you're like i have those types of questions because who knows this may have happened in the past and they was all white so nobody gave a fuck or this happened in the past or things like this happened where other things have slid on that team the black people didn't have enough agency or they just weren't the kind of black person that speaks up yeah that and black lives matter has happened since then right too. so that you know i feel emboldened and empowered to be like this is something that i'm gonna speak about and i'm tired and i'm not gonna stand for it i can't believe they didn't know they was racist from the from the gangs you know i can't imagine what it was like being on that squad give me a k give me a k give me a k what does that spell you know let's go get those niggas we got niggers how about you like i don't know what they were doing <laughs> they were doing old classics we can hang them by a noose we can hang them by a tree doing the right. old classics mm-hmm. oh man Mm-mm-mm. uh i give it 100 as well navy seals will no longer support national navy seal museum after a video of dogs attacking a man wearing a colin kaepernick jersey so they were showing some bystanders training for like this is how we train the dogs in navy seals mm-hmm. and as part of the training they had uh the person who gets bit by the dogs the uh what do you call that person go here comes raven raven is the museum mascot 
All right, Josh, he's going to probably get another dog. Here we go. Here comes Callie. Callie's the oldest dog in the field, nine years old. Josh going to pick another one. Maybe, maybe not. Here we go. Here comes Storm, young buck on the field. All right. Here we go. Can Josh take more? Here comes Oplon. Smash them. I've seen Josh with 12 dogs at one time. All right. Here we go. So they they thought that was appropriate to have the Colin Kaepernick jersey on the person that was demonstrating the dogs biting them. You could have had a regular ass t shirt. You could have just been all black because you were. They had the thing where basically you know the dog was biting. They had to cut the jersey up to get it to fit because it's not. It can't even go over all that arm, body armor they got for the dog. Wasn't designed for that. So it's just racism. Mm-hmm. It was just like, what does that have to do? with the navy seals right and so the people's like no y'all would not be having no more events here fucking idiots man like, uh zero to a hundred a hundred yeah this is this is wow man Kaepernick brings it out in people mm-hmm. uh let's see um couple who yelled white power at black man and his girlfriend have been arrested arrested for hate crimes good uh, husband and wife in california were arrested on hate crimes and vandalism charges after they were seen on a cell phone video yelling white power and only white lives matter at a black man and his girlfriend the racist incident happened july 22nd around 10 30 p.m when both couples were stopped at a red light in torrance uh california i've heard bad things about that place is this Cal- yep california about 20 miles south of downtown los angeles wow it's that close to los angeles and this racist shit uh the suspects gregory and rachel howell were stopped in the truck in front of the victim's car gregory howell got out of his vehicle approached the victim's car yelled white powers he made a nazi salute his wife got out and began cursing before yelling only white lives matter ktla identified the female victim as itzel lopez oh must be one of those diverse hispanic people joe biden was talking about come on uh (laughs) uh she told the outlet that she and her boyfriend who said who she said is black were going home after a oh female victim oh my bad i thought they said female i thought the the woman who did the white power was never mind i'll take it back take it back uh we're going home at their birthday dinner when they noticed that howells had been following them for several minutes when lopez so followed them yeah the white people was following them when lopez and her boyfriend approached the red light the house drove in front of them a video of the incident was posted on instagram account believing to belong to lopez in a video which contains profanities and hate speech rachel howell is seen giving lopez the middle finger and saying white lives matter bitch only white lives matter gregory howell seen in the video standing near the front of the truck as he gives a nazi salute that's crazy lopez said in the video the shit we have to go through in 2020 as lopez's boyfriend who was driving starts to reverse the car to get away gregory howell is seen grabbing a shovel and walking towards the vehicle we were just in shock we didn't know what was going on never in my life did i think i was going to experience this it's actually really scary they don't even know you and they're willing to hurt you lopez did not immediately return nbc news request for comment saturday they said the victims filed a hate crime and vandalism report days after the incident the house both 29 were arrested friday and released that same day on bail it's not clear if they've attained attorneys yeah and i'm not gonna front like i am curious as what the fuck could have happened to before this because it's so random and weird like what happened before this 
because it doesn't excuse whatever racism that like they got to go to the jail or whatever the fuck happens mm-hmm. to people who do shit like this but what the fuck happened that this altercation started like did they see them following them and then they said something according to what you read why, why were they following them were they coming from the same place like people this is so here. fucking random it's almost like like it's missing a part of the story maybe if it's more i think it will come out but i do believe that people are just crazy like trump has ignited something in people where they feel like this is the shit they can do and they just these the this couple just happened to be their victim at that tent they followed them why were you following them there was no wreck there was no altercation prior to that y'all well y'all i don't know that's what i'm saying it just seems weird like was y'all in a restaurant or something like what the fuck happened that these motherfuckers rendered was like well you know what we're just following blacks today or whatever we're following yeah. minorities today yeah like it's almost like like somebody was saying in chat room like the people with the mask it ain't got to be reason and rational i just don't give a fuck i know what y'all saying and that's you know i get that that's the impetus to try to dismiss all reasoning and shit in yeah. these situations it makes it easier for us to be like they just bad people i wonder what the fuck happened because i i there's always some other part of the picture mm-hmm. in these stories i just and it doesn't excuse anything i just want to know like I'm, i have a curious mind i want to know what the fuck happened it doesn't mean because i think people hear that and they think i'm gonna be like and the black people must have must have pissed in their sandwiches and that's why they did this no nothing would justify this i just would like to know what the fuck happened like it's it's like christian cooper amy cooper it was like he asked her to put the dog on the lease that was the missing part of the equation if you just see the video you're like this bitch is still racist and should go to jail mm-hmm. but it's not like but then when you find out that extra level you're like oh god it's even more ridiculous than i thought but i i get i see what started this altercation you see what i'm saying ma'am can you put your dog up i'm in the park birding and it's supposed to, dog's supposed to be on a leash then we get a video because we don't see that part no. we get the video of, i'm calling the cops blah 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 you're like oh god this what set this racist woman off that's what i wonder what set these races off as opposed to any other black car driving down the street that day you know like what the fuck was the thing you know i'm glad nobody got hurt but you know and another reason i asked this question because i remember that video about that trump supporting black dude where he was like, i'm gonna call the police care i'm gonna put you on the internet and she was covering her, and then we found out he's a trump supporter he set this up it was a lie the whole time it didn't even sound like there was a uh uh altercation as far as the road race thing so you know i ask these questions uh inquisitively uh just because you know i want things to make some level of sense even if i don't agree with it i want to be like what the fuck how did this happen and i understand that uh if something did happen or somebody's not telling the truth hopefully it will come out but then it's your side well keep in mind i'm not talking about not telling the truth that's why i thought y'all were like the chat room and a little bit youtube i feel like y'all are taking it to this assumption that i'm like trying to mitigate what happened no i'm saying there's nothing that could excuse what they did even if uh they would have had a fucking car wreck they were talking about white lives matter only white lives matter hell hitler and shit trying to hit the car with a shovel there's nothing to i'm not saying this to justify that's why i was that's why i thought y'all got a little bit tight about me even raising the question because we want very simple black and white things i'm not talking about whether or not they're right or wrong they're obviously wrong yes you know it's like if you look in the uh <laughs> if you see someone kick a kid in the chest in the street you're like that is wrong 
what the fuck happened yes that is wrong both both things can be like but why did you do something like that you're obviously a terrible person that would do it yes. what the fuck were you thinking you see what i'm saying that's what i'm saying that's yeah that's understandable so it's not his word their word who's right about it there's no right there can't possibly be a right here you're only wrong when you do this kind of thing but what the fuck is the missing part of this story because goddamn, that's crazy if i just came home and told you that story you'd be like what the fuck happened before that i'm like i don't even know <laughs> this motherfucker just start being racist for no reason just stop being racist i don't yeah, know because i've had people just randomly follow me too so right so it's like you see a kid get kicked in the chest it's like what the fuck happened that you thought it was okay to kick the kid in the you chest you thought this was reasonable right anyway still a hundred for me i'm fucked with for a thousand different ways on that story you you say black radio host exit C- bbc after <laughs> at the station allowed <laughs> reporter to use n-word in a news report a black radio host has resigned his post at the bbc after the british publication service broadcaster uh allowed a reporter to use a racial slur during a televi- television news story david whiteley who goes by the name dj sideman uh <laughs> is that like side chick what a name dj sideman and appears on bbc radio one extra show in a video posted on instagram saturday announced that he was quitting effective immediately the move comes in the wake of the bbc journalist fiona lambdens uttering the n-word during a july 29th broadcast of the long-running points west a regional news program in england according to deadline lambden a bbc social affairs correspondent was explaining a story on violent crime in which a healthcare worker was struck by a vehicle just to warn you you're about to hear the highly highly official you're about to hear highly offensive language because as the men ran away they hurled racial abuse calling him a nigger okay let me see if i can play the clip i noticed the black man was covered in blood and i guess from the angle of the car that had been driven deliberately at him just to warn you you're about to hear highly offensive language because as the men ran away they hurled racial abuse calling him a nigger to me this is huge this is a horrible crime you okay that was a clip um that caused him to quit uh so um he uh whitely who was also a comedian was not pleased with lambda's use of the word but he was also angry that the bbc even allowed it to air i understand i understand transition i understand it's not something that's going to happen overnight that there will need to be a lot of learning and unlearning and tearing down of certain building blocks of our society that took a long time to build up so i'm okay with process i'm okay with waiting within reason for certain things to change but the bbc sanctioning the n-word being said on national television by a white person is something i can't rock with this is an error in judgment where i can't just smile with you through the process and act like everything is okay this feels more like this feels like more than getting it wrong the action and the defense of the action feel like a slap in the face of our community with no apology i just don't feel comfortable being aligned with the organization for money and opportunity does not weigh the dissatisfaction i feel with this situation hey folks joe here oh what that is weird that that's just autoplay uh that's my man joe biden though shout out to homie um 
the decision to use the word was not oh so they defended it they said that the decision to use the word was not taken lightly or without considerable detailed thought we were aware that it would cause offense in this specific context we felt the need to explain and report not just the injuries but given their alleged extreme nature the words alleged to have been used a position which as we have said was supported by the family and the victim okay now that's part one part two the bbc does apologize for using the n-word in the news segment after initially defending it the bbc now accepts that we should have taken a different approach at the time of the broadcast and we're very sorry for that tony hall said we will now be strengthening our guidance on offensive language across our output uh every organization should be able to acknowledge when it has made a mistake we made one here hmm uh the n-word was repeated on air the bbc defended it saying in a statement that the victim's family asked us specifically to show the photos of this man's injuries and were also determined that we should report the racist language in full alleged to have been spoken by the occupants of the car so that's what that's what they said originally to defend it Mm -hmm. but they got hundreds of complaints and so uh then they issued another statement content information about the nature of the film was given before the program started and presenter lucy worsley uh gave a clear warning to the audience before quoting john wilkes booth as the term clearly has the potential to cause offense worsley apologized saying you're right it wasn't acceptable and i apologize after that dj sideman who was a black resigned uh so all right zero to hundred karen truthfully uh zero because the way it was presented the family was in the grants um some people just afraid of the word nigger and mm-hmm. there's nothing you can do about it uh and so you know I, and to an extent i understand that person's perspective they have the right to do what they want to people have the right to call in they have the right to go back and say we shouldn't have did it blah 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 under the pressure but i don't have any i'm not mad i'm not upset i'm not afraid of white people saying nigger in Mm -hmm. in the correct context but that's just me Mm. one thing i will say that i didn't realize until i was reading the article again just now talking to you i think the uk might actually have laws against racism and we don't have that here Mm -mm. and so i wonder if the higher bar colloquially over there is because they have it on paper you can't say these things and we don't right and so we basically like a pick me we have very pick me by the way p-i-c-k space me we're like a pick me in that we have such low standards that we are not offended when maybe we should be true maybe you because why can't you just say the n-word yeah i mean you didn't have to say nigger and then why defend it when not just him but other black people were offended by it why did it take all that for you to be like all right yeah y'all right we didn't have to do that i mean it's the bbc it's not a comedy show it's not a you know what i'm saying like it's not art necessarily not that there's no art to news but it's just news it's just you're reporting the news on an incident that happened this was not like a freedom of speech situation or comedy license situation this was just reporting the news and you chose to say nigger instead of n-word and no one caught it no one thought it was a big deal you didn't even bleep it out um 
so i kind of understand his point now that i think of it that way because i feel like if i had i mean shit i would love to have some laws on the books about racism here in america not hate crime shit like where you gotta like do something to somebody like hate crimes and like you shouldn't be a teacher calling people nigger you shouldn't be you know if you you know like there should be some type of civic penalty for us catching you doing racist shit you know like being racist on twitter shouldn't just be like shame 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 on you we hope your employer does something Mm -hmm. it should be like and then the police showed up and said you owe us a thousand dollars don't be racist yeah Yeah, and that now that would be in a perfect system but the but the which is what they they have something closer to that over there than than we have here right right i'm about to say because the way our system runs they would just be like nobody can say nigga they'd be arresting niggas for saying nigga so i think i would give it i'm gonna give it a 50 because you know i'm not one of these niggas to be honest it's just i never have been it's never really it bothers me racism bothers me describing the term nigger does not bother me Mm -mm. that you know if that's what's like i just i've never been but i've just never been that person like if someone's telling a story and someone said the n-word in it i don't I, that it's, it's never bothered me, me if, either if i'm watching a movie and i and a white actor says the n-word i never get bent out of shape over this shit mm-hmm. there are niggas that do mm-hmm. but it just ain't it's, i don't know it's yeah it's, it's, it's just it just me. doesn't and it might just be my southern black sensibilities it just registers so lowly mm-hmm. on the things of like, like oh, i need shit to, to be mad about i need the context to match the word before i get upset mm-hmm. i need you to matter of fact i get more upset of you saying words that aren't nigger when you mean nigger come on so like if you call somebody a thug and i know that that's cold speak for you getting away to call them a nigger and no one can call you on it because you didn't say it you know that bothers me more than uh overtly saying as a descriptive term like oh this person calls someone a nigger but that's just me so i'll still give it a 50 but I, I just i'm giving it a 50 on behalf of the of the people over in the uk okay yeah and i like i said and people and they they're allowed to feel that way and like you said the laws are different but like i said the standard is so low here and i am not easily offended so i'm like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's just different fights for different people man mm-hmm. i feel like they more ahead on that fight than us but probably also because the struggle for them is a little bit different than uh, the one in america anyway like they might have got like they deal with racism but just it's just a little bit different than our shit you know so um all right uh let's see look at the time oh shit we're over two hours already god damn all right uh let's go ahead and um wrap this up with some sore ratchetness we'll, we'll we'll come back tomorrow we have a a new guest on the show um tomorrow trap yoga bay Yay. that should be fun yes um and then of course we uh you know want to do uh we plan to do a show wednesday as well so uh we'll get into some more of the games and guest the race and all that stuff uh then i mean we still got to talk about sore ratchetness though <laughs>
a man carrying a sword outside of dollar general arrested oh Mm -hmm. i don't think you could buy a sword in dollar general so apparently he didn't purchase it from there probably can buy a plastic sword but not a real one (laughs) okay a man carrying a sword outside of butler county dollar general was arrested over the weekend uh well he definitely wasn't slashing prices it doesn't get any cheaper than dollar general come on this episode brought to you by dollar general sneaking lead into the country and products since 1985 and don't let the name fool you we have shit over a dollar mm-hmm. dollar general the, the fake one yeah it is i learned that the hard way i was like dollar tree they was like no ma'am dollar tree keep it real the dollar store keep it real, real. dollar general, general some bullshit three nine nine two nine change your name right you probably not even advertisement probably not even in general it's probably like a lieutenant or some shit come on taking all got demoted the lies y'all tell Mm-mm-mm. that's like captain crunch not having no crunch cereal in there to tear the roof of your mouth up that's <laughs> that's the whole point state police said kenneth connor 34 was taken into custody and transported to butler memorial hospital for treatment following a confrontation with troopers according to a press release general manager of the store in saxon uh saxonburg called police to report connor walking around the property with the sword troopers arrived and found him connor initially complied with orders to drop the sword that appeared to be real when troopers went to pick it up he ran at them and tried to grab it officers then tried to physically restrain cooper i mean connor and a trooper injured his hands and knees Mm -mm -mm. well there you go probably injured his hands and knees beating them up but you know that's what they do in the report they don't put that part Mm-mm. oh no i broke uh, the officer was injured he broke his finger jamming into the man's eye but uh you know anyway felony for him the officer yes, will be recovering he'll need several days off that was his texting the word nigger fa- uh, finger so Duh! he's gone he's definitely injured in the line of fire he will not be able to contribute to the group chats oh no the same way that he was uh all right y'all <laughs> thank you for listening okay as always i enjoyed it karen <laughs> my man <laughs> <laughs> king kong ain't got shit on me we didn't land on plymouth rock plymouth rock landed on us <laughs> you shot me in the ass jake all right until next time i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.